Hello and welcome to the Sword and Shield Ministry Podcast. This is Evangelist Kevin Hobson welcoming you as we continue our study on the subject of scriptural salvation. We understand that to be saved implies to be rescued from intending danger. It is to deliver from the bondage and the judgment of sin. It is to be set free. And the word scriptural simply implies that which is according to the scriptures or that which is according to the word of God. This is now part three of a four-part series as we endeavor to look at the Bible and see what the scripture has to say about it. There's not many kinds of salvation. There's only one kind of salvation and there's only one savior. And as we began our study, we talked about the person of salvation and how that salvation is not in a plan, but in a person. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter four and verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Salvation's in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ who is not simply a savior. He is the savior. And apart from him, there is no salvation. We talked about the price of salvation and how that the Bible declared that we're not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, as Peter would write. But he makes this statement in verse 19 of chapter one, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. And although salvation is a free gift, friend, it came with a great price, but I couldn't pay that price and neither could you pay that price. But Jesus paid the price, thank God, to liberate us or to set us free. And so although salvation is a free gift, it cost Christ everything. But now I would like to take it a step farther and talk about the process of salvation. As we think about the word process, it kind of gives the idea of the, the actions or the steps taken or the order in which to achieve a particular end or result. That, that would be the process of. And I'm thinking about the scripture here. Again, as Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. He said, I'm not ashamed of that. He's not ashamed of the person. He's not ashamed of the price. He's not ashamed of the process. And I'm thankful, friend, that we can be born of God. But I believe there are some necessary elements. And so we look to the word of God. And I think it's always important to understand that the Bible is the final authority. It's not my opinion on the Bible. It's not what you think about the Bible, but it's what, what does the scripture say? Not only is the Bible our final authority, but it's also the foundation of our faith. Everything that we have, friend, we find on the pages of this blessed book. And we appreciate this book and how that the spirit of God will bear witness to our spirit about this truth. And so when we think about the process of salvation, I believe that there are three necessary elements. And I believe that all these elements coincide together. They either occur at once or during the same time. When we a lot of times think about salvation, Many people believe that salvation is in a set of steps, step one, step two, and step three, repeating this, saying this, agreeing with that. But let's see what the Bible has to say about it. What is scriptural salvation? Certainly not in a denomination, 
doesn't come through works, merits, or deeds, but it comes through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ who paid the ultimate price as he would give his life upon Calvary's cross for the remission of sin. And we give God glory and praise for that. And as he would pay the price for me and you, then I believe there's some necessary elements that God uses to bring us to this place of salvation or being born again. I think about the word of God and the word of God is absolutely necessary. I don't believe there's salvation outside of the word of God. Now I'm not saying that when you got saved, the word of God was present at that time. But one thing is for sure, the good seed was sown into your heart at some time or another. You don't arrive at the at, at, at salvation and the need for salvation in your life uh, through mere education. We don't you don't educate someone into salvation. It's a spiritual thing. And the Jesus said these words, verily, verily, I say unto you in John 5 24, he that heareth, now notice what he's saying. He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Then Peter will go on to say in his first epistle, chapter one, verse 23, being born again. And we, we remember the words of Jesus as he told Nicodemus, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Now, Peter is echoing that, and he said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. And he's talking about a seed. And we think about the word of God as it's likened unto a seed. There, as he gave the parables in Matthew 13, he talked about how that the sower sowed the seed, and the seed is the word of God. And the Bible said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth, and abideth forever. James would go on to, to talk about the word of God. And he had this to say in his, in, in, in his general epistle in the first chapter, in verse 18, he said, of his own will, now God's will, of his own will, begot he us with, how did he do this? With the word of truth. Brother, his, the word of God is truth. That's why Jesus would say, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. When we think about the book of Romans and we appreciate Paul as he would write to this church at Rome, and when we come to chapter 10, there's so much here in chapter number 10, but sometimes what happens, I believe, is that men will take a text out of its context and never consider the whole. And so as he begins here in chapter 10, I want you to consider verse 17, and then we'll go back and we'll pick up some more of these scriptures. The Bible said, so then, or because of everything that I have just said, not, not just lifting a verse and taking a text out of its context, he said, but because of everything that I've said, not only in chapter 10, but let's go back to where he started. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. He said, so then faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by what? Hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. And so it is a necessary element. But let's think about the man of God. Now, something that's necessary means it's simply required, okay? It's required to be done or achieved. It's what we would refer to as being essential. And so as we consider this, we think about the word of God. Now, let's consider the man of God. Since we're in Romans 10, and he's made this statement, so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. He would say this in verse four, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness' sake. To everyone, notice this, that believer. Then he would say in verse eight, what, uh, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee. Now, th- now think about what he's saying, talking about the word now. The word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. And so we see the, the preaching here. And he's talking about preaching the word of God. He said, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth, now notice this, whosoever believeth, we, we see that word believing and believing and believing. Believing on him shall not be ashamed. He talks about how there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all them that call upon him. Then he said these words, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he would ask a question, how then shall they call on him who they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him and who they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And so we look here at the scripture and what is taking place. And we understand, friend, that the word of God is a necessity. And friend, it's through the preaching of the word of God that faith will be imparted unto an individual. Now, when we think about the scriptures, as Paul would write to the Corinthians, you think about this great letter, the first letter now, 1 Corinthians, that he would write, he would have this to say in chapter number one, really at the onset of this of this book. He said, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach. Now think about this. He said, he didn't, he said I didn't come to baptize, That doesn't mean that baptism is not important. He said, but Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest now the the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. He would go on to say, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But now that's what you're saying. It is the power of God. He would go on to say in verse 21, for after that in the wisdom of God, The world by wisdom knew not God. Let's stop for just a moment. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. Salvation is a divine revelation from God. God manifests or makes known these truths unto a man's heart. And so as the word of God is preached by the man of God, it will be the spirit of God that conveys these truths to a man's heart. And the Bible said it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so he said, so then faith 
cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it would please God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. In other words, preaching is absolutely necessary. Now, when you got saved, you may not even been in the house of God. But one thing is for sure, somewhere, someone was preaching the gospel unto you and the seed of the word of God was planted in your heart that would bring forth faith unto repentance that you might be born again by the power of God. See, salvation is all of God and it's certainly all of grace. And it's God that has ordained these necessary elements that work together to bring about salvation. This is the process of salvation. That's why it's so necessary. Has it ever dawned on you? Has it ever occurred to you why the devil would fight the word of God so much? Why he would put so little emphasis uh, on, on preaching and how that uh, that people almost view preaching as something friend, uh, that's old-fashioned, that's not needed, that we have a better way? And, and one of the biggest problems is that in most churches today, they have a manufactured salvation. They're agreeing with two or three steps. They're being told something, told to agree with it, then pronounced saved. But what about the word of God being preached unto them in power? Paul said he came in demonstration of power and of the Holy Ghost. And so we see the word of God, which is absolutely necessary Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's where saving faith comes from. For by grace are you saved through faith. Now think about this. You didn't have it. God had it. You didn't have anything. God would give you these things. And he will use the word of God and the man of God to convey this message unto you. Paul would even go on to say in chapter 3, as, as this church seemed to be divided up over personalities and styles, much like they are today. And he would ask a question. He said, who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? Then he would answer his question. But ministers by whom, now notice this, by whom he believed, even as the Lord gave to every man, not just some men, but every man, he said, I have planted. That's what I did. He said, Apollos watered. That's what he did. But it was God that would give the increase. He's saying that we're nothing. God did it all. He said, I preached the word of God in power. I planted the seed. Apollos preached the word of God in power. He watered what I had planted. And sometime later, praise God, it came up and yielded fruit unto eternal life. And so it takes the preaching of the word of God. As a matter of fact, he said in Titus that God have chosen in these last days to manifest his word now through preaching. We think about the Holy Ghost. Brother, I appreciate the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God. Do you realize that according to the scripture, before we are saved, Ephesians 2, 1, we are dead in trespasses and in sin. Now, someone might say, well, just how dead were we? We were totally dead. 
There's no degrees to being dead, friend. If you're dead, you're dead, you're lifeless. You have no spiritual life in you. John chapter three is Jesus is speaking unto Nicodemus, who was a religious man, who was a good moral man, who did very religious things. He would be considered a, 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 a good neighbor, a staple in the community. Yet Jesus said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He would go on to say these words, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water, now the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of spirit, uh, that which is born rather of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. In other words, we are born of the spirit. We have a fleshly birth. That's the first birth. But then we have a new birth or a second birth, and that birth is a spiritual birth. It takes the Holy Ghost, the third part of the Godhead, and finish the Spirit of God that quickeneth. The Bible said, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sin. Again, being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And we talked about in Titus how that he would manifest or make known his word to me and you through preaching. And all of a sudden, friend, it's kind of like the light comes on in our heart. We began to understand God, God does something in our mind and friend, faith is imputed unto us. He gives us that. We didn't have it. We needed it. It was necessary, but we didn't have it. And you may say, well, what did God provide as far as salvation is concerned? Everything. See, salvation is all of God, not just some of it. The Bible said, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And so the Spirit of God, who empowers the man of God to preach the word of God, God will use that to open a man's spiritually blinded eyes that he can see the fact not only that he is a sinner, but that Christ is not just a Savior, but the Savior. He will impart unto him saving faith, whereby... He is able to believe. Friend, without faith, a man can't be saved, but God imparts that faith. That's why Jesus talks about believing. It was the eunuch that would ask Philip, what doth hinder me to be baptized? He said, if thou believest with all thy heart, thou mayest. And you know what he said? He simply said, I believe. What a blessing. Friend, listen, I don't want to try to complicate things. I don't make it harder than what it is for him. God does the work. And when God opens a man's eyes, amen, and shows him what he is and parts to him faith that he can believe, he then by faith trusts his Christ. That's what the scripture talks about. And then in, in the gospel of, of John, he would say these words, he came into his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him to then gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Well, I want to say it's all of God. Think about the process of salvation, the necessary elements, the word of God, the man of God, the spirit of God. And through these necessary elements, 
Praise God, you can be born again by the power of God. Thank you so much for listening and God bless you.